Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Imagine it's Wednesday morning. You are getting on one of those routine morning conference calls with your senior management team. However, this call is little different. As soon as the call starts, you feel the atmosphere shifted as your senior management start to address the hardships and challenges that the company is going through. Moments later, they announce a layoff, and you are one of the affected employees. Your clock to unemployment begins to tick. And you might not have much time. Welcome to episode six, Project Surviving Layoff, the ultimate guide for job hunting and career transitions. Now, before we start this episode, I would like to kick off with some positive news. Today, our news is being brought by CNN. Professional dancer opens art center for kids living in the heart of America's opioid epidemic by Kathleen Toner. Growing up, Aaron Martinez watched both of his parents struggle with addictions. Ultimately, his older sister died from heroin overdose, and his father overdosed from prescription painkillers. At times, it was hard for Martinez to imagine another future. People will tell me, "You're going to be a drug addict. You're going to be a heroin addict. You're going to be worthless." Say Martinez, now 22 years old. For the longest time, I believed them. Just because of what I have seen in my life, in northern New Mexico, Rio Arriba County, stories like these are not unusual. As a center of opioid epidemic, it has one of the highest drug overdose death rates in the country, almost four times higher than national average. Just last week, the county received a two million dollar grant to combat the problem. Yet, addiction is one of the challenges in this region. Where nearly 30 percent of the population lives below a poverty line, but artist Roger Montoya is making sure young people like Martinez can find a different path through his nonprofit, Moving Arts Espanola. Since 2008, his community art center has provided art classes, free meals, tutoring, support more than 5,000 children and youth, 
It's not the path Montoya originally envisioned. He being a professional dancer in New York, but by the late 1980s, he was HIV positive and had lost his partner and many friends to AIDS. Returning to New Mexico, he felt like he was coming home to die. My soul was really aching from such loss and grief, said Montoya, 58 years old. It seems inevitable that I will be on the same track. Immersing himself in painting, a lifelong passion, helped restore his health. Coming home with my family, my art, really set the tone for me to begin to heal, he said. Art is medicine. Now Montoya brings healing power of the arts to local children five days a week. Several hundred students each year take part in classes ranging from gymnastic and circus arts to fashion design and musical arts like singing, violin, ballet, and hip-hop. The group also celebrates local culture by teaching traditional Mexican dancing, as well as Spanish flamingo dancing and guitar. We believe that if kids can taste the small gasberg of opportunity, they surely were going to find and create a pathway to connect, Montoya said. Many of our kids come to us traumatized. When I see a child's face and spirit come to life, I don't need any more evidence that this is working. I just know we need more. Aaron Martinez is one of the group's success stories. In grade school, he learned tumbling from Montoya, a former college gymnastic. He vividly remembers the excitement he felt when Montoya helped him land a backflip for the first time. It just exploded this positive energy inside me, Martinez said. Ever since, it made me feel like I could do so much more with my body and so much more with my heart. Martinez poured his energy into sports, which helped him stay away from drugs. Today, he teaches gymnastics at the center and plans to enter college this fall. With Montoya's encouragement, he also shares his story at Anti-Opio Summits. Seeing young people grow as artists and as people give Montoya great satisfaction. You can feel when they have the sense of pride and confidence, he said. It's just a little fire in there and we just need to feed it every day a little more. This is a beautiful story. And you're absolutely right, Roger. Here at Life Plus Up, we really thank you for making a difference one child at a time. Now, before we jump into our main segments, let's take a short break and hear what our sponsor have to say. Welcome back. Getting laid off is more common than you think. Statistically shows that every year, one in 10 Americans will be laid off. Yes, one in 10. So if you know at least 10 people in your network, one of them is going through this career transition now. But like I said, statistically speaking, so don't go poking around. In 2018, 21.9 million workers were laid off by businesses in USA. Also, 40.1 million people quit their jobs in the same year as well. So it may be safe to say that there's a lot of people competing for good quality jobs and careers. So how do you stand out? In 2018, I was part of the 21.9 million people who faced a choice of taking a severance package and leave or stay and may get axed later without it. At first, I was very emotional, confused, and even began to question myself. However, as an executive in financial industries for many years and led countless projects and programs, my work instinct and professional habit start to kick in. 
why not treat this setback as another project? So I took out my laptop and started typing. Goal, find a career that will allow me to grow my maximum potential. Deadline, last day of my pay. The project name, surviving layoff. After a few months into the project, I'm proud to say that I was able to complete my project way before the deadline. The best part is that I did not just found any job. I found a promotion with much better career path and limitless potential. As a life coach for over 15 years, I want to dedicate my experiences to help others to survive this life-changing event. So I decided to convert the details of my project into an ultimate guide for anyone who needs it. Remember, you don't have to be laid off to use this guide. The guide dedicates to anyone who would like to take a step out of their comfort zone and seize this rare opportunity to make their life better going forward. So don't get intimidated. My ultimate guide is not another thousand pages of New York Times bestseller. It's just a simple eight-step process. The eight steps of the ultimate guide to job hunting and career transitions are one, know your package and resources. Two, determine your career goal and assess your skills. Three, review and create communication strategies. Four, know your target market. Five, time to get your message out. Six, the interview. Seven, post-interview and offer negotiations. Eight, easing into your career. See, it's really not that bad. So keep in mind, this is just a guide, so don't get caught up with following the steps. Modify it to fit your situation and start from whatever steps that you think are the fittest. So let's get to it. Step one, know your package and resources. Step one is the most important and the crucial step that determines if you will be succeeding in surviving this layoff. After the layoff is announced, your company generally will host a conference call dedicated to the employees who are affected to review the severance package and terms of the layoff. Before the call, you should get an email or communication which include your package, governmental resources, job placement supports, etc. It's imperative to review the documents and mark down all the questions before the call. Remember, you're not going to be part of this company going forward, so don't be shy. Ask the questions if you don't understand because you might not get another chance. Once you fully understand your package and the exit date, it's time to set the deadline for your project. Every severance package is similar in structure but different in terms and compensations offer. Generally, you'll have to continue to work regularly until the big exit date. After exiting, depending on the company and your role, you may be getting a regular pay for a short period of time with one big final payment. Keep in mind, your deadline should be the end of the regular pay period instead of when your final payment dried up. Many people made a mistake of taking a vacations or procrastinate toward the end of the period. Don't. You can enjoy a vacation or relax once you accepted an offer from a new employer. Remember, you're not just looking for a job, you are also competing with so many others who are just on the call with you. If your company provides professional outplacement services such as Lee Hat Harrison or RaceSmart, it's crucial to utilize the service offer entirely. The outplacement company provides free mentorship to guide you through the job search process. They will conduct networking events, interview workshops, and resume reviews to make sure that you are on the right path. 
For anyone who is not ready to tell their families in regard to this big news, the outplacement company generally offer free office spaces in multiple locations for you to go in and work on your project. Many of the services provided will continue for an extended period of time even after you found a new job. The outplacement services is one resources that you cannot afford to pass on. Now, step two, determine your career goals and assessing your skills. Sometimes the best opportunities show up in the form of crisis. You may want to quit for a while now, but never get to do it for a variety of reasons. Now, this is your chance to take back your career. Take the time to list what you want in your new employer. Think about your short-term, mid-term, long-term goal. If you want to know more about setting goals, you can always refer back to episode one of my podcast, in which I discuss setting goals in detail length. If you have not discussed this with your family, this will be an excellent time to sit down and really talk about it as a team. There are many important questions that you should ask yourself. Do you wish you had more time with your kids with a previous job? Did you have time to explore your hobbies while working? Did your former employer provide you with the benefits that your family needs? These are questions that you really want to discuss with your family because this may be the opportunity to look for a career that you can enjoy versus a job that you hate. After you set your goals, you will need to assess your current skill set, core competencies, and determine if you are searching for the right career. Assessing skill set and core competencies sounds easier than it's done. Most people confuse skills with job responsibilities. Over the years, I have reviewed hundreds of resumes. One common mistake from most of the applicants is listing responsibilities as skill. For example, review and entering customer info into the database which used for custom campaigns. That's not a skill, that's a responsibility. To list that as a skill, it will sound more like expert in various business information systems such as Salesforce or RMP and capable of conducting various modules to fit the needs of any marketing campaigns. See, that sounds more like it, right? Remember, you have way more skill set than the responsibility given by your former employer. It's time to make sure that they are properly used for your new career. Step three, review and create communication strategies. Your communication strategies should include the following. One, exit statement. Two, Resume, cover letters, and reference. Three, social media. The moment your company announced the layoff, your email auto replies should be turned on immediately with a professional exit statement. Yes, even you are still working and you haven't left yet, you should turn on your auto reply. After years of working, you have built a network of customers and professional connections. An exit statement will let any of your customers and connections know that you are in the market of job hunting and your departure is no fault of yours. An example to an exit statement will sound like, with the recent organization restructuring of XYZ has given me a chance to seek option for a new career. With my extensive experiences in directing various projects and understanding the market for commercial real estate investment, my objective is to locate a position in senior real estate investment director and continue to add value for both the customers and the industry. See, it's like a free advertisement. Every time when someone sends you an email, your auto-reply will say that. The resume is another crucial part of your project. Once your application or exit statement sparks some interest, 
Your resume generally determines if you will have an interview with the potential employers. Your resume is like a sales brochure of yourself. A good resume typically has a very strong positioning or summary statement stating your career objectives, skills, and strengths. You should also consist of a header disclosing your contact info along with a LinkedIn profile. Keep in mind, you only list relevant employment history with responsibilities and significant achievements. If you have any history that is not relevant to the employer you are applying for, keep it away. Now, followed by the education, professional trainings, and certifications, these are important as well too. If you are part of a nonprofit or members of professional society, be sure to create a section just for them. A survey conducted with recruiters and hiring managers has stated that they generally prefer the resume to be within one page due to number of applicants submitted to them daily. Think about it. You heard of elevator speech, right? Short and precise. If you cannot sum up your strongest selling points within a page, then you are telling the recruiter that you don't really know yourself that well. Remember, cover pages and reference lists are not part of the one-page rule. Okay. Now, expect your recruiters and hiring managers to really search your social media accounts after taking an interest in your resume. We have all heard stories of how pictures on social media paint the wrong type of image for the applicant. Take the time to design your LinkedIn account by conflicting your header. For example, instead of showing your title as your current header, like branch manager of XYZ, it should be something like John Smith, financial director, slash, executive, slash, nonprofit board director, slash, coach, slash, mentor. This will allow the recruiters or job sites to match your profile easily by just doing a keyword search. If you want to see an example, please click into the article that I attach in the descriptions as show note. It will show you a quick example of my very own LinkedIn profile as well too. Now, I recommend all readers to try the LinkedIn Premium, or at least for the first free 30 days. With LinkedIn Premium, you will be given access to dozens of online classes to help you to build a very attractive LinkedIn profile. Now, let's go to step four. Step four, know your target market. Consider yourself as the product. Where can you sell? You. Identify your target market is an important step. It's not just about which industry you would like to work in. You will have to also consider geographical limitations, different industries that also match your competencies and skill sets. Ask yourself a few questions when selecting a target market. Are you willing to travel? How far are you really looking forward to commute? Have you thought about working in another and less competitive industry which is outside of your comfort zone? These are essential questions to consider when identifying your target market. Keep in mind, if you are not satisfied with your previous commute or location, this is the time to pick again. Once you have decided on target market, it's time to create a list of employers that you are interested in for work for. If you are a user of LinkedIn Premium, you'll receive a list of employers that fit the competency that you have stated on your profile. You will also be able to select potential employers and view available financial statements and news to have a better understanding. 
For non-users of Lincoln Premium, you can try using MSN Money or Yahoo Finance to understand your target market and prospects as well. Once you have composed a list of financial healthy prospect employers, it's time to check their employee satisfaction. Glassdoor.com is a popular site to research feedbacks from the actual employees. The last thing you want is to blindly joining a company with a very toxic culture. Glassdoor.com also offers company info, access your value and salary estimates, and allow users to apply job openings directly. Now let's move on to step five. Step five, time to get your message out. With all the researches and preparation, it's time to get your message out. Networking, networking, networking. That should be your primary focus. Every week, you should have at least 20 to 30 conversations with people within your network regards to the target market, industry news, job openings, or any resources that you can use to help you to strengthen your qualifications. You can have the conversations either through networking events, meetups, or online. If you have an outplacement benefits, the company should normally organizing multiple networking events weekly and hosted by professional mentors. Once you have established a clear message among your network regarding your search for a new career, it's time to harvest the fruit of your hard work. Ask your connections who are currently working for your prospect employers or industries. Ask them to refer you to a recruiter. A lot of people actually feel like it's embarrassing to ask professional connection for referral for a job because they are worried that they will get looked down upon. However, a survey conducted by Performance-Based Selling System in 2008 actually stated that 85% of the top positions were hired through referrals from their network. Most participants in the study indicated that they actually admired the ambitious and proactiveness of people who asked for references. So take this opportunity to stand out among other competitors by showing proactiveness through active conversations. If you do this step correctly, you'll be able to create an image of confidence, energetic, and ambitious. Such an image will allow your connections to really endorse you with confidence. If you're using LinkedIn, you can search for recruiters and headhunters to jumpstart the conversation. Most headhunters only get paid if their candidates have accepted an offer from their contracted employers. If you have an attractive resume, an energetic impressions, and confidence to start a conversation, the hunter most likely will place you on the very top of their prospect list. If you get your message out loud enough, you should start seeing calls for phone screening and interview. So let's move on to step number six, the interview. If you have reached step number six, congratulations, you have successfully packaged yourself as an attractive candidate in the eyes of recruiters. Now is the time to shine through with a successful face-to-face -face interview. Three key points to prepare for successful interviews are preparation before the interview, Two, ability to articulate your competencies with confidence. Three, ask the right question. Preparation before the interview consists of two parts, self-research and field research. Self-research are the one that you can do it by yourself at home with a computer, which include researching prospect employers' websites, press releases to have a better understanding of their culture, visions, and missions. Make sure that you are familiar with their core values and see if that actually align with yours.
The press release will disclose few critical initiatives that the company is currently implementing. Information from self-research will be crucial in helping you to get the impression that you can immediately contribute to their overall direction as soon as you come on board during the interview. Field research, however, means that you have to research the prospect employers physically. It includes contacting your connections who work in the prospect companies, secret shop them if they have a retail business, or talk to someone who's currently working in that position that you apply for. These first-hand information is often more reliable than the content published by professional writer hired by the company on their website. Once you sit in front of the interviewer, this is your one chance to make the impressions by selling yourself correctly. Keep in mind, you are the only expert about yourself. Nobody knows more about you than you. In the interview session, the interviewer will normally ask you some corporate questions along with some skill assessment. Once again, if you're using LinkedIn Premium, you can search for interview classes with some of the most knowledgeable recruiters through LinkedIn Learning. If you have outplacement benefits, you should sign up for mock interviews just to build comfortabilities and confidence. For the rest of the listeners, you can also explore YouTube or other interview guide listed on medium.com. One key takeaway for a successful interview is to stay proactive in selling your competencies by providing actual example of what you have done instead of what you will do. If you can sit through an entire interview, you'll be given a chance to interview your interviewer. As soon as you hear, do you have any questions for me? This is your cue for your final sales pitch. All your questions should lead to talking about your competencies and once again remind your interviewer why you are the best candidates. This is not the time to ask about your salary, benefits. No, this is a time to understand the culture of the company, how you can immediately add value to their current challenges and what core competency they consider to be the most valuable. Ask critical thinking questions to your interviewer and leave a very positive impression. For example, ask, based on our conversation, what core competency that I have displayed best fit the objective of your ideal candidate? See, these type of critical thinking questions will remind your interviewer of the strength that you have displayed so far. Especially that your interview is already hour in the session. You should be confident that your interviewer has forget some of your answers at the very beginning, so this can be a final reminder to them about how good you are. A friendly reminder that this is not just your interview. This is a chance for you to go ahead and learn everything you need to know to make the right decision. Now, step number seven, post-interview and offers negotiations. The actions you take after the interview is as necessary as your preparation beforehand. Actions you take present a very rare opportunity to strengthen your first impression. There are some key actions to remember for post-interview. First, you have to thank all the people who made this interview happen. You start by thanking your interviewer with an email stating your gratitude for the opportunity, followed by a reminder of why you are the best fit for the job. Keep the email within a page along with a list of the references if they have asked you prior. Now, after the email, you should thank the recruiter for setting up the interview. You should also thank your connections for endorsing you or anyone who provided you information. Keeping a friendly relationship 
will help you to win more advocates, which significantly help you in securing future opportunities if needed. If you strike the right impression with the proper endorsements, congratulations, you may be seeing some offers coming to you. Offer negotiation is your right. Don't be afraid. They are not your bosses yet, so make sure that you are protecting yourself. Before accepting any offer, always ask how much time you have before giving your decision. Studies shows that recruiter or hiring manager will not be displaced because you ask for a bit more time. In contrast, they will respect you more because you don't make hasty decisions. Refer your offers to your personal budgeting plan to make sure that the offer is suitable for your financial situations. Remember to discuss the offer with your family. Make sure that this offer will not be a liability or take you away from time to find a better job. You can also use Glassdoor.com or Public Salary Trend Report from sites like AAG.org as a reference so you can know how much you should be paid and what is a fair offer. Refer to episode one and two, Make Every Penny Counts of my podcast. Now, if you reach start number eight, easing into your new career, congratulations on completing your project. Now, as you are starting your new career, I want to provide some Final reminders, so you will not be referred back to this guy anytime soon. First, keep your networking alive and ongoing. For the past few months, you may be investing a tremendous amount of time in building a robust network that gets you this career. Don't stop networking and let your connection drop off. Continue to interact with your network. Constantly post status updates so your connection knows that they have helped you to get you a life that you've always been looking for for. And most importantly, give a helping hand to those who are still in the hunt and be their endorser as you know how hard this process is. Now, my final reminder is always stay loyal to yourself and your family only. Your loyalty to the previous employer has led to this career transition. In this age, staying loyal to the company will not be rewarded when the crisis happens or layoff is needed. Employer tends to get the best opportunity to an ambitious individual who knows their value. You have to remain loyal to yourself and always to yourself only. Always looking for opportunity to improve your skills, experiences, networks, and better work-life balances. Always stay hungry and perform like an NBA player who is in the last year of the contract before entering a free agent. You should perform at your highest level, always thinking that a scout is watching you and your biggest break is just around the corner if you can perform well enough. Remember, this is your career, so own it. Don't let anybody else take that away from you. So a quick recap, the eight steps of the ultimate guide to job hunting and career transitions are 1. Know your package and resources. 2. Determine your career goal and assess your skill sets. 3. Review and create communication strategies. 4. Know your target market. 5. Time to get your message out. 6. The interview. 7. Post-interview and offer negotiations. 8. Easing into your career. I wish all the listeners can benefit from this guy and really take control of the careers that you always deserve. And if you are currently looking for a job, I wish you a very happy job hunting.
As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.